Elon Musk is taking out the trash as mass firings begin at Twitter, while the U.S. government is using cat videos to indoctrinate your children. Well, one of those stories is good. One of them is completely insane, but they're both absolutely true. Joining me to break down all of this, Libby Emmons of The Post Millennial. Now, if you want to see me, if you want to see Libby, if you want to see all of these great speakers, make sure you have, you go to AmFest.com immediately. Secure your tickets. Get your plays in line before it is too late. AmFest.com, promo code POSO. We will see you out there December 17th to the 20th, Phoenix, Arizona. AmFest.com, promo code POSO. Let's get into it. And again, as the owner of these companies, he can fire anyone he wants. Uh, he can do whatever he wants inside of those companies. But when he's dealing with the federal government in terms of federal laws, he's not free to do that. You cannot ignore what the federal government is requiring of your company. And that goes for safety rules in your vehicles, and it also goes for guardrails. Uh, that have to be built around social media sites that are allowing for uh, Twitter for $8 to give someone an ability to impersonate who they are. And it, they could be impersonating the fact that they're the CDC or Eli Willie or yes. uh, Lily or a United States senator. Yes. That is not permissible. And they would pay, they will pay a price if they don't put safeguards in place at Twitter. They will pay a price. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is November 18th, 2022, Anno Domini. Elon Musk taking out the trash at Twitter. In fact, he's taking out the trash so well, the trash is taking itself out. What do I mean by this? Because he's essentially put out a missive. He has put out an edict. And it's a simple question to all the employees of Twitter. Are you willing to work long hours? Are you willing to be arduous? Are you willing to show complete dedication to your job? And if so, you may stay. And if not, you need to ask everyone to click a box and say that you're not interested in staying in the new Twitter. And then you go and off you are. He's getting them to fire themselves. Mainstream media is in complete meltdown mode over this because they're all saying that, oh, no, well, he's he's I mean, he's allowed to fire people. But these are our people. And you can hear Senator Markey. They're threatening, threatening Elon Musk, saying, I'm going to go after you. And, and you know, you're, you're impersonating and hate speech and censorship and you're not censoring enough and you need to censor more. Right? Remember, when they talk about regulating uh, big tech and I've talked before about how big tech is essentially a public utility, they're not talking about the type of regulation that I'm talking about. They're talking about censorship, content moderation, and cracking down on anyone who disagrees with their preferred gated narrative. So joining me to break down all the latest Elon Musk Silicon Valley is Libby Emmons, editor-in-chief of the Post Millennial. Libby, what are you seeing in terms of Elon and is this going to work? So I think that this has been a lot of fun. We've spoken about how Twitter has been a lot more fun recently. Um, frankly, I think this is part of it. I'm seeing AOC come out and boost the former Twitter employees saying, hey, you did such a great job. Here's your, you know, here's your little trophy for having, having been involved in that, your participation trophy. Um, 
and I'm seeing blue checks all over the place claiming that they're going to be leaving Twitter because it's just too much of a cesspool anymore and seeming to rejoice in Twitter's demise. And then we see Elon Musk come out and say, of course, that there's been intensive user engagement because what we know about Twitter users is when there's a controversy, when there's some hype going on, everybody flocks to the platform. That's what we do. We all go take a look and try and figure out what's going on. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Blue check. It's actually here. They can. It's kind it, of like an old. Take it. Yeah, it's kind of like an old pro wrestling trip, right? Trick. Like you, you make the show about the show. So he's made mm -hmm. he's made Twitter into the story of Twitter, and he's putting the show itself on focus. And it's you know in in this version he's the you know the big bad boss, the big bad CEO who's going after the employees, and how dare you? How dare you be this way? And he's just totally. I think totally uh, embrace this character, totally embrace this ability to go in and say, look, you know, yeah, if you don't like it, you're fired. Get out of here. Go work for somewhere else. And you're seeing, by the way, layoffs across the entire tech sector. You're definitely seeing that, by the way, Amazon, a lot of people saying that Amazon usually staffs up right before Q4, right before we go into Christmas season. They're laying people off right now. This does not bode well for the economy. And it just shows the tech sector has had a lot of dead wood in it from the start. So it's not just Elon doing this, but Elon is the one who's, I, I think, honestly, smart enough to know that he can turn all of this into a marketing strategy. And he's driving right in. He's leaning in and saying, this is the way it's got to be done. Uh, they're, they're saying, by the way, also that uh, so many people have left Twitter. Right. This is the, the CNN angle with, a, you know, Oliver Darcy, who's kind of taken the uh, the mantle, right, the potato mantle of Brian Stelter and saying, well, if all of these people leave, then Twitter won't be able to work anymore. And I got to tell you, Libby, I, I went into Twitter this morning and it, it seemed like it was working fine. So I, I threw a tweet up. I said, Twitter does not exist anymore. Twitter is not working. You are not scrolling. You are mentally hallucinating because CNN told me that Twitter would not exist anymore today. Yeah, I think that's pretty amazing, too. And anyone who's worked in an office job knows that you spend maybe two hours a day working and the rest of your six hours muddling around trying to figure out how you're going to get through the day uh, now that you've finished all of your work. We've seen Twitter HQ. They have, you know, meditation rooms and yoga rooms and all of these things that don't have anything to do with real work. And perhaps it's time for these people to realize that work is not sitting at your computer DMing your friends at work about when you're going to go get your matcha lattes. Perhaps work is actually buckling down and doing some real, you know, actual labor, um, taking pride in what you're doing and getting it done. I, I think that it's true that a lot of places could operate with far less staff and be just as productive, if not more so, once all of the people who were mostly interested in uh, getting lunch were out the door. Yeah, it really seems, too, that a lot of the people that you see going out, they're from these content moderation teams or they're from the it's it's the censors, the censors, the woke SJWs, the people who were hired because of diversity quotas. And Elon's looking at it and saying, and I, and I said this before, by the way, with, um, you know, in, in our special that's going to come out this uh, Sunday with Aaron Beatty, where we get into Elon, because Elon, we know, is a reader of Revolver, that it's it sort of represents a very Gen X way forward for this new movement. And, and we can talk a little bit about it in the next segment, because I know we're about out of time. But it's this idea that you're not ideologically swinging one way or the other. You're just focusing on the job and getting the job done. But folks, I got to tell you, it is hard to grasp why anyone would keep voting for record inflation, skyrocketing crime, and an open border. 
Likewise, why would anyone keep funding the left by sticking with the big carriers? Patriot Mobile. Let's talk about Patriot Mobile. That's America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And they want to make it easy for you to try their service. Give them 60 days to show you why I trust them. Right now, when you try Patriot Mobile for two months, you will get your third month free. Plus, get free activation. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks and use the same towers all, as all three of the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO or give them a call. They're 100% U.S.-based, 100% U.S.-based customer service team. It's 972-PATRIOT. Remember, patriotmobile.com slash POSO. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values, support a company that does. Make the switch today and get a free month of service plus free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. We'll put the link in the description. Have you ever asked yourself why cats are treated like internet royalty and what's really going on behind those whiskers? You'll find answers to these urgent questions and more in an exciting new game launching this summer. Hi, I'm Devor Devchich, a contractor with the U.S. Department of State's Global Engagement Center, the GC. The GC leads the U.S. government's efforts to understand and counter foreign disinformation and propaganda. As part of that mission, we have developed seriously fun games that foster media literacy and help inoculate global populations against disinformation. You might have heard of our first game, Harmony Square. Hi, I'm Ron Bordeaux, and I'd like to introduce you to my town, Harmony Square. It's a peaceful place known for its love of pineapples, swans, and democracy. And you are going to mess it all up. You play the role of a chief disinformation officer, and your job is to destabilize the community using nothing more than your wits, your keyboard, and a social media account. So the United States government, we've now found out, is funding and working through the DHS and other partners with this disinformation archipelago, this group of civil society groups, whether it be at Stanford, whether it be uh, D-Labs, all these different other things, to make now video games that they're going to be giving to children and students in the US and the UK, describing disinformation and trying to indoctrinate kids about not believing the things they see on the internet. Libby Emmons, break this down for me. What exactly is Cat Park and why is the U.S. government funding things like this? So Cat Bark is this exciting new game that you too can play. And uh, basically you've moved to a new town and you don't have any friends. So you manage to find yourself engaged with them, some people who are really opposed to a new cat park that is opening in the town. And you end up putting together social media messages to go against the cat park. And eventually you find out that this is all this big campaign funded by, you know, uh, billionaires who just want to take down the cat park. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. And it's, it's funded by the administration, of course, because what they want to do is tell you what to think. This is their primary goal. We see it again and again. 
that the Biden administration used was whatever tools they have at their disposal, particularly the ones that they feel are going to be the most viral, to tell Americans what to think and to assure Americans that the Biden administration has the moral authority to do so. The only problem with this, of course, is that they have no moral authority. All they have is decades of backing of telling you that they're right. So they continue to say this over and over again. This game is pretty absurd. Um, I played a fair bit of it, Jack. I think maybe you played some of it as well. Uh, I'm not um, going to lie. I definitely played this for like 30 minutes before the show today <laughs> just to see what's going on. And by the way, it's not actually a game. It's more like an interactive video because it doesn't actually allow you to make decisions or make any independent action. You just have to kind of follow along with their storyline. So you're, you're kind of clicking through, but you have to click on the things that it makes you click on. So it's not, not even really considered a game in that, in terms of that. But what's interesting is that in, in this game and, and you may, they, they show you that the things that the government is worried about, right? The things they paint as negative and evil are people posting on the internet People asking questions about government projects that you're that are funded with their own taxpayer dollars. And they say that you are a bad person if you write a headline that's emotional and stirs up the community. And the worst thing of all, you know what the worst thing of all in this game is? They say the most evil thing that you could possibly do, Libby. No, what is it? The most evil thing possible is to make memes. They That's say it's a secret. You, have, you like meet this girl in like a nondescript van and she says, hey, kid, do you want to make some memes? <laughs> do, you want, right. do you have about the cat park? Which, by the way, would totally not work anyway. And, and I'm, I, I would say and that as I, as I made the yeah. memes, I was like, you know what? These guys are right. I'm totally against this cat park. <laughs> Yeah, I found that too. And I didn't get past the part where I was making up fake headlines. And I was like, oh, this is a pretty good headline. Um, you know, that they that they would say that they but, didn't like. But that's just it, right? It wasn't mm -hmm. fake headlines. It was just opinionated headlines. It was and opinionated headlines. That was and, the, yeah. the thing that I, I had a real question with is I'm looking at this and it it didn't actually show anything. Okay, at one point there's like a, you meet this crazy guy at a hot dog stand and he's nuts. And but when you're going and writing through the headlines that say uh, our city is wasting money on a cat park, that's not disinformation. That's an opinion. That's not. But what yeah. they've done, what they've done is make it so that if you, essentially what they're saying, the message of this game is if you disagree with the government and have an opinion that is separate from what sort of the powers that be of the government uh, are, then you are not only not only are you bad. You are a disinformation officer and it's a lie. It's a lie that you could be upset about this. And that to me just can, yeah. flies in the and face of everything really, that free speech is supposed to be about. I agree with you. And it also is designed to make it so that the government can spend money doing whatever they want and nobody has the right to question it because nobody believes they have the right to question it. And when you look at New York, for example, and you have the situation where um, the administration there is giving out Xboxes and putting up masses of money to house illegal immigrants there or to put homeless people into hotels in Times Square. Or you look at all of the big city projects. Some of them are great. Our parks projects in New York are spectacular. Um, but so many of these things that the city is funding are just absurd. You know, safe injection sites, all of this. And we're not supposed to question. You have San Francisco building one public bathroom for some 
huge sum of money and it's going to take them three years to get it done. I don't know if it's, you know, probably special and sustainable and meets all of the various different codes and what have you, but it's absurd. And I do think that there is something important to be said about the lack of moral authority that is actually behind all of this and the lack of values. And it's so important for Americans to know their values and to be able to make judgments based on their own awareness of what morality is, what their values are, and to learn to think for themselves. We can't believe what we are told by this government. Um, we never could. And it just becomes more and more apparent. And especially now that they're feeding us little games to try and trick us into, you know, believing what they want us to believe. It's not okay. You know, you have to say no to this stuff. Well, it's the kids and they always target the kids. They target the kids every single time. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why that when it comes to supporting things and building that parallel economy, I say we support companies that support our values. Let me tell you about one of them. Look, the holidays are coming up. We all know the waste are getting bigger. The wallets are getting smaller. This is the season when most companies, they want you to spend all your money. But Good Ranchers is out here, and Good Ranchers wants to help you save in a season of spending. Beef prices are estimated to increase another 20% in early 2023. Continuing, this is the largest price spike on meat in recent U.S. history. Good Ranchers is letting you lock in your price on all the meat that you buy this November when you subscribe during their Black Friday savings. With my code, promo code POSO, you can get their exclusive Black Friday offer of two free Black Angus New York strip steaks. These are two 12-ounce steakhouse quality cuts that will absolutely blow you away in flavor. And you can get them for free at GoodRanchers.com slash POSO. Your inflation proof your next budget. Get $70 of free USDA choice steaks and save an additional $25 off every box when you subscribe. They have thousands of five-star reviews, and it shows why so many people are ditching the high prices and low quality of their grocery store for Good Ranchers instead. Treat yourself or someone you love to Good Ranchers award-winning service and quality this holiday season. Remember to visit GoodRanchers.com slash POSO and use promo code POSO at checkout and grab their best offer of the year. Black Angus is one of the premier brands of cattle for high-quality beef, so don't have a normal Black Friday this year. Have yourself a Black Angus Friday with two free steaks from Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. Tonight, a federal judge in Tallahassee has blocked Governor Ron DeSantis' so-called Stop Woke Act, the judge's temporary injunction calling the legislation, quote, positively dystopian, end quote. Governor DeSantis reacted to the ruling saying in part, quote, the Stop Woke Act protects the open exchange of ideas by prohibiting teachers or employers who hold agency over others from forcing discriminatory concepts on students as part of classroom instruction or in employees as a condition of maintaining employment. An open-minded and critical environment necessitates that one is free from discrimination, end quote, from the governor. The law prohibits teaching or business practices that contend members of one ethnic group are inherently racist and should feel guilt for past actions committed by others. The governor's office says it plans to appeal the injunction. I got to love CBS, you know, hearing these mainstream guys try to explain wokeness and they're forced to, right? They're forced to because we are finally putting points on the board. Governor DeSantis administration down there in Florida is pushing back against us. Now, the federal judge that ruled against the Stop Woke Act, he said that the Stop Woke Act 
says is essentially uh, buttoning up and, and shutting down the free speech of teachers. And specifically, he was talking about professors. Now, there's a phrase that this judge used, and I certainly hope, by the way, and I would urge Governor DeSantis fight this all the way to the Supreme Court. If we are going to allow racism to be taught in our schools, okay, then we actually have to have one standard on this. Is it going to be taught? Is it not going to be taught? And honestly, when it comes down to it, your public officials should always be the ones deciding what is taught in schools, period. They are the ones in charge. They are the ones who set up the school system. It was not the teacher themselves. You don't get just get to decide to teach whatever you want. You don't get to indoctrinate these children. And so critical race theory is just that. It is a form of indoctrination. It is pseudoscience. It is not a real uh, uh, credibly uh, adhered to theory anywhere in the world. But we teach this to young kids all the way up through college in our society, and we wonder why everything is so screwed up. But there was a phrase in Libya. I got to ask your take on this. The judge says that we must have a free and open uh, college system for our democracy. And he used the phrase, professors are priests of our democracy. What does that mean, priests of democracy? And what does it, what does it say that a federal judge is using that type of language in a, in a legal case? It means several things. One thing it definitely means is that those of us who have been saying that woke and all of this new um, kind of information and whatnot is a religion, the you know critical gender theory, critical race theory, all of those of us who are saying that this is something like a religion, um, we were correct. That is how they view it. They view it with uh, moral authority and moral backing regardless of whether or not that's actually been earned and it hasn't been earned. So I think that that's pretty amazing. And I think we should stick with, um, we should never forget that they, that they said that professors are uh, priests of democracy. That is a huge admission and it must be, um, it must be, you know, we need to keep hold of that at all times and be aware of that. And I think it actually is, uh, I mean, it's not true, of course, you know, professors are human beings who went into teaching. They are not priests of anything at all. They should be there to discuss ideas, to pose challenges to students, and certainly not to indoctrinate them with racist teaching, which is, of course, what's going on. It's also no surprise that professors and universities would be opposed to having to follow this WOKE Act because they make millions and millions and millions of dollars off of propagating this nonsense. They have entire degree programs and disciplines held up, uh, you know, that they are charging students tuition money for um, that is based in all of this. They would have to dismantle entire departments if they were to be able to follow along with this law. And it's no wonder that they don't want to do that. Dismantle education department. departments, dismantle the education departments. Get all of these professors fired or have them walk, you know, frog marched off of campus. I got I don't know. I got to say, hey, amen. don't sound so bad. To <laughs> I me. would love to I, see I say, the take what Elon Musk is doing to Twitter and apply that to every single university in uh, the Western Hemisphere and, and Western Europe and Eastern Europe. And then go, by the way, I, I would do that pretty much to every government, too, while I'm at it. Just go through all your civil servants. All of this and just anyone who adheres to these things. And, and that's really what it is. 
And I don't think we talk about it enough in this angle that that, you know, whether you want to call it wokeness, uh, social justice, warriorism, it is a an, a a militant, fanatical religion that has taken mm-hmm. over so many of these institutions. And there are militant fanatics and zealots who believe this that then work in in these areas, particularly the HR departments, um, that if you do not adhere to it, you're done. Right. They will destroy you. They will find a way to end you. They'll find a way to end your career. And people then have become under a chilling effect. Um, you know, you're saying, why, why aren't people as productive anymore? Because you, you have to go in. And I, I have a friend, by the way, I won't even mention his name, but he just got the pronoun email uh, this week at work. They said, "Get you know, we need we're doing the pronouns and this is inclusive and you have to do this. And um, he was he was actually joking. He was saying, like, well, number one, I'm going to work on my resume. But number two, um, uh, I think for now, my pronouns are going to be HRM, his royal, Ma- his royal majesty. Yeah, I would be horrified to have to put pronouns in my email. The other thing, too, is people say that um, telling people that they have to use pronouns is not compelled speech, but it certainly is. Making it the option shows in stark contrast who is not going along with that option. And there's an exclusionary tactic at work in that. Um, if someone came to, if I was told, which would never happen at the post-millennial, that I had to put pronouns in my bio, obviously I would just say no. Um, but I think it, it's important to uh, to speak up for yourself, no matter what. I mean, die on these hills; they are all worth dying on. That's that's what I would say. Couldn't agree more. So I'm I'm down uh, for folks asking why I'm in this uh, poorly lit hotel room. It's because I'm actually down here in Mexico City. We've had a there's like 30 Antifa communists that are screaming out outside here. So I'm going to check that out. I'm going to be speaking at CPAC Mexico here uh, later this afternoon. But Libby, uh, let people know, uh, we're just out of time, let people know where to follow you and what you're up to at Postmillennial. I am at Libby Emmons on Twitter, and I will be there. I'm not going anywhere. And also, Twitter does not exist. Find- it is a mental hallucination. <laughs> You're hallucinating. You can find me and the work of all of my amazing colleagues at thepostmillennial.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay a short.